Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, teaches about Jesus in relationship to his roots. In order to better understand Jesus' teachings, we must study his heritage. Jesus was a Jewish teacher speaking to a Jewish audience. Lord, open our eyes to have a fresh understanding. I want to bless this as a, maybe an introduction to a series of some studies. Because what I think is important for us to understand that the church did not start necessarily the way it is today. It went through a transition, and it, it was a long time, but a lot of the things that we we have to face today were not necessarily the way that they started. And we're not going to correct anything, and we, it's almost impossible to go back. But I think it's important to understand where we came from, right? Because one of the things that we know is that in Acts, says that the heavens must retain him until the restoration of all things. And I think that restoration of all things includes the restoration of the church. And the church needs to, as the bride of Christ, needs to be ready. It says that the bride makes herself ready. And it is the work of the Holy Spirit to teach and remind and bring to remembrance everything that the Lord taught us. I think that there's a lot of things that have been lost, especially after the destruction of the temple and the persecution of the Christians and Jews, where Christians and Jews got separated. And a lot was lost for the church because you cannot remove the root of the tree and stay alive. You know, so to me, this is where I want to kind of start because, I mean, I've been studying the parables. And we always think about the parables as something that Jesus did. But we have to understand that Jesus was a, a master. He was a teacher. He was a rabbi. And just like Jesus, there were many rabbis teaching parables also at the same time. And that's what I, I want to I bring up here First of all, we need to have a clear understanding of who Jesus was for us to understand what he was doing and what his mission was. And I want to start here with Matthew 5, 17 to 20. And I just want to read this because I think a lot of times we read the Bible just to like, like devotional. But when you study it changes the way you read it. 
And that's what, that's my job, right? I, I, I study, I, I, I keep reading and going like, but what does this mean? And how this other translation explains this to me and how the original language explains that to me. So let, let's go to Matthew 5. 17, do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then knows one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. One of the things that we have been taught is that the Old Testament is gone. <laughs> right? And all you need is the New Testament. It's like you um, abandon the law, and then a lot of times they, people can easily take text, verses out of context, say, oh, uh, you know, especially Paul saying, forget about the law, now there is grace. But let's go back to here. He's saying, not, nothing can be removed. So how do we think about that, right? And he was, he was preaching and he was one of the leaders of his days, teaching I mean, we, we always read that, you know, when Joseph and Mary went to the Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover, and three days later on the way home, they, where is Jesus? Right? He, they went back, and he was in the temple. He was 12 years old. He was talking to the doctors, the scribes, the Pharisees, the rabbis of the time. I just want to bless this because it, it is changing for me the way I read the New Testament. The founder of our church, John Stevens, always said, you know, when you want to get rid of the rats, you don't just give poison to them, right? You have to give wheat with a little bit of poison. And that means just a little bit of lies... <laughs> or a deception, or a misunderstanding, or a misapplication of a, a verse can lead us in a wrong path. That we, then we do not pay attention to what's really behind the message. Does it make sense? So I want to, first of all, identify here Jesus as a Jew. And not only as a Jew, but as a rabbi. As a teacher, as a master. Why a, a rabbi? Because he had disciples. He had people that he was teaching. And they were following him. Are you guys okay? Yes. 
we, I mean, I've been reading some of these books, and, you know, this guy says, saying that, you know, a lot of people understand Jesus' message as, like, he was breaking away and starting something new, and that's what I just read is not the, the case, right? Let's continue. Verse 21. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be, shall be guilty enough to go to the fiery hell. So this is just to say, if you continue reading this chapter, you read that Jesus was not lessening the weight and the interpretation of the law. He was raising the standard. Everyone that commits uh, adultery, right? So, then he said, if you look, you're already sinning. So he was not just not abolishing the law. He was actually raising the standard compared to the teachers of, of his days. Matthew 4.23, we read, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. He was not only in one place, he was going through all the synagogues and cities around the area of Galilee. Matthew 23, 1-3, Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. This is not a very good translation, but a better translation says, The scribes and Pharisees, they, their chair is the chair of Moses. It's a place of honor in the synagogues. Therefore, all that they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. Do you understand this? He was not going against the teaching. He was just going against hypocrisy. He was just saying, they, what they are saying and what they are telling to do is right. But don't do like they do because they talk a lot and they do little. <laughs> and I think that this is important for us Christians because I think that we, we all have a little Pharisee inside of us, <laughs> right? We all tend to be, because of the, the, the facade, the religion, we, we know what's right and we say what's right, but a lot of times we don't actually walk and practice what we know we should be doing. Yes. And that, that's the only thing that Jesus was 
saying, saying, be, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Why? Because they are telling you something wrong. No, because they are hypocrites. They are not doing exactly what they should be doing because the, what is the gospel of the kingdom? The gospel of the kingdom is that love your neighbor as you love yourself. How many times did Jesus say that? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. In these two commandments are fulfilled all the law and the prophets. So I think that he was saying it's like, the law is all right, but you cannot just do that because of the law. You have to do that because you love. Because when you love, you do not lie just because you, it's the law. You don't lie because you love your neighbor. You don't steal, you don't murder, you don't, because you, not because of the law being legalistic, but because you have love in your heart. Let me read a little bit of this book. Jesus says, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, all that they say to you, do and obey, but do not do according to their actions. For they say and do not do. Moses' seats actually existed in Jesus' day. They could be found in synagogues and apparently were reserved for a distinguished scholar who read and expounded scriptures before a congregation. From the ruins of a late 3rd century synagogue in Chorazin, archaeologists recovered a cathedra de Moshe. As the name appears in rabbinic literature, it is quite significant that Jesus recognizes the authority of the Pharisees to teach Torah and teaches his own disciples to do and obey all that the Pharisees teach. This is from a book called Meet the Rabbis, Rabbinic Thought and the Teachings of Jesus by Brad Young. Let's go to Mark 1, 21 and 22. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. So this is important because we read here, of course, that Jesus' teaching was way above what other teachers were teaching. Because he was filled with the Spirit, of course. But what I like to highlight here is that on a Sabbath, he was in the synagogue teaching. Same chapter, verse 38. And he said to them, Let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby, so that I may preach there also. For that is what I came for. Right? I came to teach. I came here to connect you with the life behind the, the, the word. I came here to lead you to the Father. Right? 
and he went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out the demons. Mark 6, 56, wherever he entered villages or cities or countryside, they were laying the sick in the marketplaces and imploring him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched it were being cured. Why am I, I, I chose these words? Because he was wearing a cloak like the rabbis of his time. And when it says touching the fringes of his cloak, it's like when the woman with the issue of blood, she did the same thing. She went and touched him because he was identifiable in the crowd as a teacher by the way that he was dressed. Matthew 9.20, And a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. And in Numbers 15.37-40, you read why. Let's go there. Let me read it. The Lord also spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them that they shall make for themselves tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and that they shall put on the tassel of each corner a cord of blue. It shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, so as to do them and not follow after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you have played the harlot. The tzitzit, or the tassels, are also to be worn in accord with biblical teaching. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a cord of blue and on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at, and so you will remember all the commandments of the Lord that you may obey them. Now listen to this. Four fringes were to be attached to, to the garment of each Jew. Today, these are attached to the talit, the prayer shawl, worn during morning prayer services. An interesting numerological aside, each fringe consists of eight strands and five double knots, hence a total of 13. When taken with the numerical value of tzitzit, 600, the total is 613. And that is the number of commandments in the Torah. When you would have those four corners and all the knots and the, and the number of the talit, that would every day be a, remember, a way to remind you that you are supposed to keep all the 613 commandments. As a first century Jew, faithful to the law of Moses, Jesus wore tefillin that they tie on their arms and their head, 
in the prayer shawl. This is out of a book called Our Father Abraham, Jewish Roots of the Christian Faith by Marvin Wilson. This is helping you guys. I bless this because this may be just a lot of information, but we, we know that Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I don't know what it will set us free to do. I know that we as Gentiles, we are not obligated to do anything. <laughs> right? But I, I think it is important for me to know the basis of my faith and how it all started. Because if I, I have inherited some teachings that are not really the truth, it may happen that when I appear before the Lord, I will not know Him. <laughs> or I will have some mistaken idea of who He was and what He came to do, right? Okay. Why am I doing this? Because, and I'm, I'm almost done. 1 Corinthians 3.10, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he says, According to the grace of God which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid which is Jesus Christ. And even Jesus said, if anyone knows even one letter of the law, he is in trouble. And if you continue reading 1 Corinthians 3 here, you understand that after Paul came Apollos and Cephas, and you know, each one, but he's saying, be careful how you build. Because at one point, the fire will come and it will remove everything that does not belong there. And I, I always speak to you guys, you know, we have to be lovers of the truth, even when it hurts. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I find myself, you know, in a search for areas that my faith it's not really built in a solid foundation because it has some hay, wood, and stubble in the mix there. And I think that that's part of the restoration of the church where we go back and say, okay, let's shake everything so that only what is solid will remain. Only what's really based and founded on the scriptures will remain. Because everything that was added later is part of the, the spots and wrinkles of the bride that we need to take care of now before he comes back. And I just want to close with this from that same book, Meet the Rabbi, Meet the Rabbis. 
the painful historical rift that the church and synagogue underwent in the first century has impacted the way Christians read the Gospels and the way that they relate to the Jewish people. This is problematic because later Christians stood as outsiders, whereas Jesus was an insider. Does it make sense? What happened was the church, the first 15 years, was only Jews. And then the Gentiles were included. And then due to many, many, many reasons, there was a a gradual separation of the church from its roots in the Judaism. One of these authors that I'm reading said he read a, a material for a Bible Sunday school in a church and saying that's what they were teaching the, the kids in school. Jesus was a good Christian and he went to church every Sunday. So Jesus was not a Christian and he did not go to church on Sunday. <laughs> he was a Jew. And he went to the synagogue on Saturdays, <laughs> on the Sabbath. You take a little bit here, and then pretty soon, you are totally reading the New Testament wrong. Because you are disconnecting from the roots. This is problematic because later Christians stood as outsiders. Whereas Jesus was an insider, a Roman Catholic bishop may reprove priests in his order. This is constructive criticism. But a leader of a Protestant denomination who attacks those priests quickly develops into religious bigotry. I, as a Christian, should offer constructive criticism to my church. But if I criticize the local synagogue, that represents an entirely different and unacceptable situation. Jesus was a Jewish leader addressing a Jewish audience, seeking reform in the spiritual revitalization of Judaism. The change of audience over time was decisive. The church has at times read the gospel as if Jesus were a Christian pastor attacking the leaders of the synagogue. And I think that this is a big mistake. You know, because number one, influences the way that I read the Bible. and influences the way that I understand the mission of Jesus. And I understand God's way to relate to his people. You know, and then later that developed into clear anti-Semitism and replacement theology, which we do not believe, and we, we, we believe that God's covenants are unbroken with the people of Israel, and that we, according to Romans 11, we were grafted in, we were included in the covenant that God is making, like he promised Abraham, in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. 
you know, but again, if I, if I still hold on to this separation, I will end up retaining some level of a, a, a belief system that accepts replacement theology. You know, that means that was one thing for that day, and now we are, the church, Christians are the only people of God. And then in the Christianity, then you have people that are like, no, we are the true, you know, and each religion will do that. And God is not into that. God is, you know, that's what we read in the New Testament. Christ came to abolish the division between Jews and Gentiles and to make those the two one as God's people. So anyway, I bless this for us because as we, we continue to study the parables and the teachings of Christ, what I want is somehow, Lord, open our eyes to have a fresh understanding, a fresh revelation, and a deeper awareness of what Christ was doing on the earth and what was his mission to bring us into a relationship with the Father. Amen? Amen. We bless this. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.